Hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. Guys, we're switching gears this week and I am pretty excited about it. We are chatting with Ashley Freeborn, the founder of Smash and Test. So I'm sure everyone listening is familiar with Smash and Test, the rompers, the best rompers ever. And here's the thing, guys. I have seen Ashley Freeborn speak at a couple conferences. Um, I've always really been inspired by her, but this conversation exceeded my expectations in so many ways. Like I knew it was going to be good, but I was just left thinking, wow, that was that was a good one. Now, in this episode, we talk about anxiety, the bullshit behind balance, the story of Smash and Tess, how the women's fashion industry has affected our self-worth, how Smash and Tess is disrupting all of that. We talk about pushing through fear, positive self-talk, failure, motherhood. Like it is a jam-packed episode. In fact, as I am recording this, I'm thinking to myself, what am I even going to title this episode? We just covered so much. Anyways, um, I will figure that one out and I'll let you get to the episode. As always, I love to hear your biggest takeaways. So come say hi on Instagram at Jamie Scrimger. We have a new feed at Kickass Stepmom Podcast. Be sure to tag Smash and Tess on Instagram. Let us know what you think and just come say hi. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Stepmom Podcast. I'm Jamie Scrimger, wife, mom, stepmom, life coach, conversation opener, and BS caller. Seven years ago, I found myself sitting on the bathroom floor with a glass of wine, bawling my eyes out, wondering what the heck I was thinking, marrying a man with three kids and an ex-wife. Don't get me wrong. I was madly in love. The kids were great. But as a 26-year-old with zero experience in the parenting department, I was in over my head. When I went to the internet for support, I was disappointed with what I found. So I decided to create the type of support that I was looking for. Raw and real conversations about all things motherhood, stepmotherhood, and living a kick-ass life. Life can be hard, really freaking hard. But each week I'll bring you tips and strategies and mindset shifts to help you thrive amongst the tough stuff in life. My goal is to inspire you to live your version of a kick-ass life. We'll bring you along as I create my own. Let's do this. All right, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you. I was doing a lot of Googling and a lot of researching on um, all things Smash and Test over the last couple of days, just kind of prepping for this. And I loved learning about you and your story because it's not just about the rompers. Like it's about the rompers, but it's not just about the rompers. Right. You got it. You're absolutely right. We're leading the romper revolution. It's so much more than rompers. (laughs) I love it. All right. So let's, you know, to start, can you just give us a little bit of a rundown on, I guess, you and your story and how you got to be leading the revolution of rompers? (laughs) Yes. Well, I, I mean, it's a long and convoluted story, so I'll make it as short as possible. But I was a high school teacher for 10 years. And, um, I love what I loved the most about that was community building and the connections that I was able to, to, you know, create with kids and giving them a safe place. Um, and so, so much of, of why, um, my why, you know, as a teacher has been, um, parlayed now into smash and test. So I started smash and test, um, business plan came together in 2014. We went to market in 2016. And all the while, I actually, I actually tried, dabbled in corporate life, and I joined finance and did um, culture, talent development, and finance for a couple of years. Um, and then finally, I was, I was um, brave enough 
to just really take the leap into smash and test. And to be honest, I probably could have done it earlier, but I love a good safety net. So, um, it took me a while. Um, but we, so I went, I was a teacher for 10 years and then, um, launched it in 2016. So now smash and test has been in the market for about five years and somewhere in between there also immigrated to, to the United States. So I've been going back and forth from Los Angeles to our headquarters in, in Vancouver, BC for the last couple of years, but not over the last year, I'll tell you that I've been stuck here. So. Oh, okay. So you're, where are you stuck right now? I'm in LA. Yeah. You're in LA. Well, you know what? You, you have a lot more freedom than we do here. <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, we, it, we, it was a pretty intense year to be in Los Angeles with, you know, the riots and the, um, protests and the, um, uh, COVID being such a hot spot. Um, and we had a, a, a premature baby during all of that. So it has been one, ha- like, tough year, but because of vaccinations, obviously things are, um, finally opening up. So, um, Mm. you know, it's, it's been, it's been, I mean, it's been great really the last little while. Yeah. It's been kind of a crazy time, right? Cause it's been, there's been, I feel like for, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs and people I'm following online and there's been a lot of businesses grow and, you know, communities develop and relationships happen and just like really important conversations. But then it's also been this really tough year at the same time, Mm -hmm. but it's been a year of just, I think, personal growth for so many people. Totally. I mean, I think we all taught ourselves so many things. It's like the, the incredible capacity for resilience and, um, just, you know, it also, I think too, for me, it's like, how important family is and how much, you know, I was, I was able to just go back and forth and see my family and now not being able to see them for so long has been like so painful. And I'm like, wow, I will never take that for granted ever again. I'm going to squeeze them all when I get there. <laughs> I know. You know what I was saying to my sister, cause I'm always the one who's late for family things. I'm yeah. always late. And, uh, well, cause they always like to get together so early, but I just said to him, like, I'll never be late again. You know, I will cherish yeah. this time. I miss you guys so much. So yeah, definitely a lot of lessons learned this year. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to kind of talk about, so you're in finance yeah. and, you know, I was reading that you were just craving this creative outlet and there was kind of something in you that wanted something else. So what was that like? Well, I think what it was is, I mean, as a teacher, I, I would put on these huge productions. I was in theater. So I would create this beautiful community of kids. We would put on these big projects together. We'd launch them and it was this, just this, such a fulfilling process. And, but what I realized is there was more to, like, I was, I'm, I have such this intense work ethic and I was like, I need to try my hand at some different things. And so that's why I went into, I got a great job offer in LA and finance, the finance um, area. And I was like, I need to give this a go. I need to, you know, try it. And I learned so much in like two, the two years I was in finance in the corporate world, because you know, I learned a lot about myself and how much I, and I came in there and I built a whole program, a national program. And that was so cool. Um, and I realized, gosh, I love building things. Like I love, like, that was where I realized like my heart is, is like, I love to like work together collaboratively and build things. And so, um, smash and test really, it wasn't that big of a leap. Like, I know people are like, it's so weird. You were a teacher, then you were in finance and now you're in fashion. And I'm like, it's true, but like like you said, we do so much more than rompers. So really, Smash and Test is rooted in like a very, very deep connection to community. 
Um, and so, and then the clothes like, um, are just the avenue, you know, like they're like the way that we get to celebrate and surprise and bring joy to women worldwide. So, um, but I will say like, I, I still have this section of my closet of suits from my finance days. Like, and I'm like, I need to let it go. But again, that goes back to being imposter, like in, in the entrepreneurial world and be like, am I just going to fail tomorrow? I might need my suit. So like I'm keeping them, but I'm like, I'm so happy. I don't have to put them on every day anymore. I'll tell you that. Yeah. And you know what, that's probably, it's, again, that's just so much about so much more than the suits, right? Because, you know, you, you, I also read that you're talking about, you know, you get to a point where you're like, waiting for the shoe to drop. Like, is this too good to be true? Like, is this actually happening? And self-love and self-talk is something that's super important in kind of keeping that, keeping that negative self-talk at bay, I guess. So what's that like for you? Because you, you know, you talk about how you're super conservative and you want to have that safety net and the entrepreneurship, like nothing's, it's not predictable, right? Like you don't know what tomorrow um, will what tomorrow will bring really. So what's that like for you in terms of keeping that at bay? I mean, it's, it's so much, I think what it is is like, you're always going to have fear. And I think, um, a lot of really great entrepreneurs and successful entrepreneurs, it's that fear that like actually drives us. And so I think recognizing that it exists and it's there and, um, you probably, for me, it's how I reframe it. And I look at it like, it is an indication that I am evolving, you know, like that fear that I, that I feel so viscerally at 4am when I'm trying to solve the world's problems. Um, that fear means that I'm becoming a more dynamic, well-rounded human being. And so really I should learn to kind of embrace that fear. And it's actually when I'm feeling like, like, like things are a little too still. I'm like, whoa, have I stopped learning and growing and stretching? Cause I don't want to stop doing that. So I've one, I've reframed it. I've, I've acknowledged that it exists and that it will likely always exist, but it's about how I feel about it now. It's like, it's almost, and it goes back to that self-talk. It's like, I'm feeling this anxiety. I'm feeling this fear, but that's okay, Ash. That means that you're growing and it's, and, it, and you know, to like, it, it helps you sort of compartmentalize it and recognize mm-hmm. it and keep going, you know, so it doesn't stall you or it doesn't consume you. Um, because yes, I love, I love a good security blanket. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, this is why I was a teacher. This is why. So I never want people are always like, why did you, when did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I'm like, oh no, I never knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I would argue I went into it kicking and screaming. I was like, I just had an idea and I had a vision and I had a hole in a market. And I was like, I want to do this thing. But it wasn't that I wanted to live the lifestyle of an entrepreneur. You know, I always thought I would just have my career and then also do this. And then I realized, wait a minute, this is so much bigger than that. So I can't. I need to actually just go head first into this thing and give it all that I have. But it was terrifying, like really scary. Was that how you always looked at fear or did that evolve through this process? No, 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 that evolved. I don't think I quite understood it. Uh, I'm a very anxious person. Like I would say I'm high strung. Um, I have a lot of energy and I think that that energy allows me to have built what I have built. And I'm very grateful for that. But the flip side of that coin is, is I have a lot of restless nights. I have a lot of, um, like I have a lot of tension in my body. I have a chronic illness. I usually, I kind of think that that anxiety fuels that, that chronic pain I have. 
So it's not like, it's not like I've mastered it by any means, but I think the more and more and more I've, I've chosen this life for myself and I've kind of like recognizing the important mission I'm on, the more I'm like, this is not sustainable to let this fear sort of like overtake me in that way. And so it's been sort of a learning process, a really deep, you know, learning process with myself where I'm like figuring out how to channel it for good, you know, and not Mm -hmm. let it sort of tear me apart. And, and it's a process. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Hi, I have, I am Zen. Like I have not, you know, it's just, it's a daily practice. So, yeah. I know I have anxiety too. And I'm, I, you're describing yourself. I'm like, yep. High strung. Get a little anxious, always have energy. I don't know about you, but I constantly have like a post going on in my head or like a what's next and try to take the day off. And then all of a sudden I'm like redoing something on the website or just, you know, something comes, comes to me. So I totally get that when you feel like you are getting wrapped up in all of that kind of stuff and like that, that the fear and just the anxiety, do you have anything that you do? Like, do you have a, a support system that you speak to or have you, you know, yeah. dove into the personal development space or therapy just to help you kind of get to that point? Yeah. Someone gave me really good advice recently and it's been something I've been trying to practice throughout the day. And it's not actually, it's not so much in the moments when I feel the fear and the anxiety. It's actually just more of like a daily practice that helps me get to a more present place. Cause what you're really talking about is the same thing I struggle with. And I actually think that's probably what makes us um, entrepreneurs, you know, and yeah. <laughs> because we're like, go, 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 go. Yeah. And so what's next? What's next? Yeah. What's next? You're not, you know, it's hard. You don't celebrate now. You're like, well, I, that's great, mm-hmm. but I got to focus on what am I doing four months from now? Because I got to get that lined up so that I can continue yeah. this like never ending cycle. But like, so what I, the advice I was given was like in, in the day, cause we're so much living in the future. It's like in the day, pick two moments, whether it's just simply you're in the shower in the morning. And instead of being in the shower in the morning with your, your body's in the shower, but your brain is like, Oh, I gotta answer that email. I gotta get a coffee. I gotta get the kids ready for school. Like instead of going there, actually just like be in the shower, like with your, with your mind, like feel the water, like take a breath, like shampoo your hair, but think about you shampooing your hair. And it was like, and I remember that was so like, I was so revolutionary for me. I was like, wait, what? But no, but that's when I do all my, like, and she was like, no, I need you to just like, it's about, it's about just rooting yourself in the now. And it doesn't mean you have to be like, I am meditating because I'm a terrible meditator. Like you try and get me to sit somewhere still and like, just breathe. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. So this was a very workable option for me. And it was like, it's doing the same thing. It's just saying, Hey, whoa, 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 come down, stop. Just be right here right now for a minute. Give me two minutes, you know, of just that. And I found, wow, that really did sort of set me on the right path for the day. You know, it really did like, um, kind of like put things in perspective for me. So I found that really helpful. That's just one way that I cope daily. Mm -hmm. It even like brings the heart rate down, right? It's like chill. Just stop. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I also, I've always wanted to meditate. Like in my mind, like I am in my mind, I want to be the person who meditates every day and just is so grounded and all of that. So I've actually, here's a little thing. I've been thinking about it and really trying to do it. So do you know the Calm app? Yes, I have it. Do you you have it? 
Yeah. Okay. So the Calm app, they have like a two minute anxiety release or a three minute anxiety, anxiety release. So I just started doing that. Honestly, I was like, I don't don't have 20 minutes for this. I just, I can't, I can only like observe so many of my thoughts going by for 20 minutes before I have to take some action on it. So I'm starting small, but it's a two minute, uh, or then you can go up to three minute. And you know, the other day I was getting a little worked up and a little like freaking out about just like all the things and what's next. And I really did do it. And I, I think, cause I knew I didn't have to commit to too long and yeah. it brought everything down. So you should definitely try it. See, see how it works. It. Yeah. I, you know what I feel like I've listened to on that. I think it's the same app. Matthew McConaughey has like a story. Have you ever heard yeah. of it? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't even know what it's about, but you put it on and like when you're asleep, it's like, and then the trees are swaying and you're like yeah. laying in bed and you're like, okay, okay. And it like helps me my mind get focused on something else. So I'm going to try this two minute anxiety release because I can do anything for two minutes, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, My kids listen to that before bed too. Like the nighttime stories, if you're like, you need to go to bed as soon as possible. Um, That really works well. Now, oh, so note. I'm going to do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, the kids stories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did not know that. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. So you, I want to go back to something you said. You said there was a gap in the market. Yeah. So can you unpack that for me? What What was the gap that you saw? Uh, it wasn't just one thing in particular, but I felt like there, it was. It was not only. It was not only the clothes, but it was also the avenue. So for me, and I studied, I did this like crash course at Condé Nast College of Fashion and Design in London. Uh, so it's the Vogue, you know, like the Vogue College. And um, I kind of sat in and I took it all in and I had some great advisors and it was, it was a really great process for me because that's where really like smash and test is like concept in terms of a business plan sort of like thought of. And I think what it was for me was I recognized that like the fashion industry has been held and controlled by a certain core group of people, likely the people that were schooling me at Vogue. Um, but you know, it was, it was determined by experts that said, okay, six months from now, this is what's going to be super hot. And I'm telling you what to, what to wear. And then you can go buy it at a store. And I thought, first of all, I want to revolutionize that. I'm like, why? And, and direct to consumer e-commerce was in 2014 when I was sort of bringing this, it wasn't like, as it is now, you know, like it was developing, but like, it certainly wasn't the Amazon effect that we have today. So, um, I thought I want to do it that way. I want women to be able to say, no matter the season, no matter who said what, be able to click a button, get what they want in the moment that they want it and simplify their lives that way. So that was part of my thinking was like, there needs to be more direct to consumer e-commerce experience, online experience for busy, busy women. <laughs> Cause I'm like, I'm busy. I don't have time to go to the store, you know? So, and then part of what I was thinking was loungewear. And it was like this sort of transitional space where I was like, there needs to, we need to celebrate ourselves more through comfortable, beautiful, easy clothing, you know? And so those, that was really the whole that I saw. And then from there came the aesthetic and came, and, and actually the romper was more born out of, we didn't have one in our first collection, which is a little known fact. Um, but we launched our first fall collection and it, what happened was we were doing more of like a vintage inspired sort of like, like really feminine floral kind of vibes. And then we released our first Sunday romper in the fall and it just like took off and we were like, okay, so we have a moment right now to sit here and go, do we listen? pivot, 
Um, or do we kind of stick with what we thought we were going to do, you know? And so it was in that moment that I think big, the biggest learning happened because we were like, we're going to pivot real hard and real fast. And what we realized was there was this ease about a romper. There was this, like, it was so comfortable. It was like what women were dreaming of. It was like one and done. It was like, I don't need to think about an outfit. I don't need to worry about it. It was like, and, um, and this has evolved in my thinking more as we've kind of grown this thing, but like, you know, we, our self-worth is wrapped up in a pair of jeans, you know, it's like wrapped up in those hard pants that we can't fit into. And, um, the robber kind of says like, screw all of that. Um, mm-hmm. you're kind of, you're beautiful in the way that you are and you don't need to measure self-worth based on the size of your clothes. And like the robber will grow with you at all shrink with you little, you know, and I think, um, that's the truly magical part. So it's been kind of a combination of all of those things. So that's why I say we're disruptive in the sense of like the whole for me was also like just that in fashion, it was like fashion we've like ingrained has to make you feel bad about yourself or you have to measure your value based on something, you know, and it's that close. And every day we have to wake up and put on our clothes in the morning. Like we, that's what we do. So like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, beating us down and beating us down like over the years is like constantly feeling like crap like and then feeling great because oh my god I lost 10 pounds and I can fit into these jeans you know and all of a sudden but then you can't and then you're like beating yourself up and it's it's a vicious cycle so like to just pull yourself out of that and be like you know what I don't actually need to live in that cycle I actually can just wear what makes me feel good and I look beautiful and it's got the transitional abilities of like, it's the best. Like you can literally sleep in it, put, put like a jean jacket on and wearing one right now and like put on sneakers and you're good to go for the day. So it simplifies your lives too. So we're on a big, we're on a big mission and we have big vision and to be as disruptive as possible. <laughs> All right. If you follow along on Instagram, you know, I love a good hoodie. I love a good plain shirt. I love a good plain sweater. I love a good neutral. I'm really about keeping it simple when it comes to my wardrobe. And I love to dress Reese the same. That's why I'm so pumped to partner with Austin Oaks. Guys, when I first had Reese, I struggled to find cute clothes for her because I felt like all of the girl clothes had unicorns and butterflies and sunshine and all those things on them, which is totally fine if that's your style. But again, I like to keep it simple. So when I stumbled upon Austin Oaks, I was sold. It's a unisex clothing line for everyone in your family. Austin Oaks items are designed and manufactured here in Canada, made from high quality, ultra soft bamboo cotton that is eco-friendly, sustainably sourced, and so freaking soft. Seriously, plain, solid, high quality pieces for your whole crew. Personally, I am obsessed with their adult bamboo hoodie in ivory and the bamboo crew in gray. And I just ordered Reese the same. You should see the cute outfits that my sister Brett got my nephews. Guys, I can't tell you how obsessed I am with all of their pieces. Cool thing is Austin Oaks ships to both Canada and the US. I highly recommend checking them out. You can get all the information. Go shop at www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash Austin Oaks. And then use the code Jamie10 for 10% off your order. Seriously, do yourself a favor, get yourself a comfortable hoodie. It's going to be perfect for those cool summer nights. You're welcome. So I'm all about inspiring you to own your choices and be the expert on your own life and improve your relationships 
et cetera, et cetera. I feel like I put out some pretty deep game changing content and you want to know one of the most common questions that I get, what deodorant do you use again? Yeah. A couple years ago, I went on a mission for a natural deodorant and I found one that I love from Primally Pure, which is a female founded company that handcrafts 100% natural and non-toxic skincare products. Naturally, I shared it on my Instagram stories and that was it. The weekly deodorant questions have not stopped since. So if you are looking for a natural deodorant, Primally Pure, I highly recommend. And I also have a discount code for you. Use Jamie10 at checkout and you can save 10% on your order. www.primallypure.com. I use the charcoal deodorant, but there is a quiz that you can take to determine which deodorant is best for you. And they have a huge line of other natural products, which are also super amazing. So check them out. www.primallypure.com. Use the code Jamie10 at checkout. After years of requests, I finally did it. I finally added a shop my faves section on my website. This community means the world to me, and I feel like we're all friends here. And when I find a good pair of workout pants or a tinted moisturizer that I love or a hoodie that looks cute and is comfortable, I share it with my friends. So I'm now sharing it with you too. My go-to skincare products, my favorite Lululemon picks, my day-to-day outfits. You can now get the links to all my go-tos on my website. Head to www.jamiescrimger.com forward slash shop my faves to check it out. And when did you decide this was going to be big? Because all the stars are wearing the rompers. Like there's big names. You're featured everywhere. Like everyone's talking about these rompers. So at what point were you like, or were you, were you always like, you know, this is going to be huge. Or did you get to the point where you're like, holy shit, what is happening? Like these people are in our rompers. Oh yeah. I mean, that happens every day. Like I, I've had so many pinch me moments. It's been it's just been the wildest ride, but no, I didn't think I, I mean, I'll say this. We set ourselves up to be big. Like we did do our due diligence. We made sure our branding was on point. We trademarked, we had our legal, our financial, but I didn't, I honestly thought I was going to always just kind of have my career and then do this thing that I love. Like in my, when I, when I had time and like, and then it just took on sort of like it snowballed. And as it was snowballing I was like is this happening and it's like I still am like do I really like get up and do what I love every day it's the most remarkable incredible intense feeling of joy to know that like Monday mornings are like the best time ever I love Mondays like they're my favorite day of the whole week um and so you know no I I had no idea it was going to be what I did every day and what I love to do and I had no idea I would be partnering up with Hillary Duff or like seeing my clothes on Gabrielle Union every week. And like, you know, like these are the things that like what I love, but it's, and I love it. Those are the pinch me moments, but I'll be honest. It's actually, it's actually for me, the biggest thing is when I see like Christmas mornings and everyone's wearing rompers or like this, I got a 95 year old Nana, Nana wearing a romper and she was like she's she was obsessed it was so soft it was so comfortable um weddings like being being well women are getting ready for their big day with their best friend like these are the things where I'm just like uh, like it like hits you so hard because you're like you're it, it's it the celebs are cool and it's so it is very cool don't get me wrong like it's such a great feeling but honestly when I see 
a woman, a busy mom carrying three kids and wearing a romper. I'm like, that's really, really freaking cool. Like that's the part where I'm like, that just like motivates me so much, um, to keep making and keep designing and keep innovating. Like, so Mm -hmm. that's the why that's totally the why. Yeah. That is the why now it's not always like you're talking about fear with entrepreneurship. Cause you're saying, you know, it's the fear that drives us. And that really, when you said that, I was like, yes, that's, I think the difference between someone who's an entrepreneur and someone who's not, because it's freaking uncomfortable sometimes. Like it really is this kind of nonstop roller coaster. When you say the highs are high and the lows are low, what is that like for you guys over there? Cause I think it's a little bit different in, in everyone's different space. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny. Like I once had someone sort of accuse me like, Oh, you're, you're come from a place of fear. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, because I feed, like I pay people's mortgages and I have like, I have very, for me, real responsibility also to like continue staying true to our values and to continue to like innovate and to continue to bring joy and all of the things that I, and feed our team and build our team. And like, like there's, it's a very real thing and there's a lot to be fearful of. So I, I think to say you're not going through life, you know, if you're, if you're a business owner scared, I mean, it's scary to do what you love. It's not easy like every day to do, to fight for what you love and do what you love. Um, the highs for me, like, I mean, I, every day, honestly, every day is a high. And when I say the only time I feel the low is when sometimes I get overwhelmed. And that to me is I get no's all day long, like all day long. If you knew how many times I've pitched celebrities or influencers or tried something and failed, I mean, it happens all the time. I don't sit there. Honestly, I don't. It's not a good place to sit. It's not productive. Um, it's like, I turn on the heel and I keep going. The lows for me are when I'm feeling like, and sometimes it could be at the highest point. Like it could be like, we've got a club and we've got a launch and everything's great. And I'm feeling low because I'm feeling drained. And like, and that can be a vicious cycle of like, cause if you have a lot of energy and if you are so future focused, sometimes you just keep going. And one day you're like, Oh my God, I'm so out of balance. Like I'm so my, like, I'm not taking one minute I, to breathe, to do anything. I, like, I don't even have a minute lately. I'll be honest with you. Like my schedule has been ridiculous. Like I don't even, I don't even have, I can't even get on the Peloton for 20 minutes. Like, and I'm like, this is crazy. I'm home. Why can't I get on the Peloton for 20 minutes? Like, so for me, when I feel like that, I'm like there, I'm like very, I, I recognize it. And I'm like, I need to fix it. Like that's where my, where my lows are. I'm like, it's so bad that I'm now like, whoa, like recognizing it. And I'm like, that's where I'm like, I need to, I usually say it out loud so that I'm like, I'll tell my husband, I'm like, I'm out of balance. Like I am, I am out of balance and I'm not, I'm not being as product, productive as I can be because I'm overwhelmed. Like, and I'm pretty, I'm getting really good at like being like, I need help. I'm spinning <laughs> like, my tires. Yes. Yes. It's like, I am feeling like no matter what I do, I can't break this sort of like cycle. And so I think that's that part of me being like on my journey and being a more, more aware of who I am and, and, and my thoughts and feelings and my capacity, you know, and like being able to be like, yo, I need help. Like, and I think 
as a mom, as a business owner, as any, like you've got to, you've got to be okay. <laughs> Cause you can't. And I love doing like all the shit by myself. That's how I am. I'm yeah. very, but Me too. Um, I just do something. it better. <laughs> right. Just joking. I'm, jo- like, I'm joking, but not really. But I'm not really. I know everyone's like, why don't you have an EA? I'm like, because then I just, I just want to just do it myself. Like I'm just, that's kind of how I am. It's, it's terrible. One day I will learn to let go. I will. Mm-hmm. Someday. Yeah. No, I, I got it. And I, so one of my questions was going to be like, how do you balance it all? And it's like, I don't, you know, it's that, no, no, no. Yeah. I did a podcast interview with uh, someone, she's an Enneagram expert a couple weeks ago. And she was talking about how screwed up the whole balance thing is because it is pretty cliche to talk about but again it is important to talk about because I think we're all struggling so much but she was saying something that really helped me because she said it's not instead of looking at it as being like balanced every day look at it as like seasons of like there's going to be the season of hustle there's going to be the season where you know maybe you have some more vacation because you've you know scheduled that out or, you know, it's okay to be in those seasons where you feel off balanced as long as you're Mm -hmm. aware and it doesn't get too out of control. But that whole like elusive target of like, let's be balanced all the time. I think especially in entrepreneurship because it doesn't turn off. No. It's again, it's like another pressure to put on your to-do list. Yeah. I, that, I totally agree. And people always ask me that, like, how do you balance like work and life? And I'm like, I do not balance. You're like, I'm actually taking, um, suggestions right now. So if you have anything to provide, I'm all yours. (laughs) Yeah. You let me know. But like, also like, I don't know. I'm like, I like work. I like Mm -hmm. what I do. So I'm just like, why do I have to be like, people be like, you need to, you know, like you need to really unplug and go take a vacation and be off for five days. And I'm like, that's literally my hell. Like I can't, that's not going to make me feel better. It's just not like, yes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go on vacation and I'll be like, I'm answering emails in the morning from like nine to 11 and then I'm off for the day. Like, but you got to do you like whatever feels right to you. All I think about when I'm away is like how many emails I'm going to have in my inbox. And then I just get stressed out. So it's like, everyone's different. Like, you I know, know. You sometimes I wonder why we try to tackle our inbox. Cause then all of a sudden it's the same as it was. And it just yeah. <laughs> keeps filling up. It's like this ongoing circle, but yeah, what balance looks like for one mom looks different for someone else. And yeah. that, that's, again, it's like, so I was talking about this a while. It was like self-care and balance and online. It's all about moms need to do this. Moms need to do that. And you need to be balanced. And this is what self-care should look like. And then you do it. It's like, you're not doing it right. That's not balance. <laughs> that shower you had that felt so good. Cause you took time to actually shower. That's not self-care. It's like, okay, I get it. But maybe that's self-care for me today. Like that's actually kind of where we're at right now. You know, I didn't actually realize how optional showering was going to be. Um, but it did become that and screw you. Like you don't get to tell me that wasn't self-care for me. Right. Meditating self-care for you. That is like torture for me. Right. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree. And that's what I think this year has also taught us is like, we just got to do you got to do you, you know, like yeah. you got to do whatever you got to do this is your life and you're living it day to day. And if I need a babysitter on a Saturday, because I've worked so hard Monday to Friday that I haven't even had one second for myself then I will hire a babysitter for half of a day so that I get to unwind. And that doesn't make me a bad mom. It just makes me like 
no, it just means I'm self-aware and I know that it's time for me to have some downtime, you know? So it's Mm -hmm. like, whatever you got to do, that's what you got to do. Yeah. Just give yourself the permission. You have two daughters, cutest little babes. So freaking adorable. When you're parenting them, like what is it, what are your parenting values? What do you want for them? I am very adamant. I want them to be kind. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a bad bullying experience growing up in my childhood and I'm like, above all, the world needs more kindness. And I think with that comes empathy and compassion and understanding all of those things that will, that will, you know, alleviate some of the biggest pains we have right now. And you see it, you know, day to day and what's going on. It's just, uh, I want, I want my kids to be world citizens. You know, I want them to have big hearts. I want them to love unconditionally and I want them to care for people. So that's what I am trying so hard to instill in them. And I uh, grew up with a working mom and she was in finance. She was a pioneer in the eighties, nineties, you know, shoulder pads and all. And, um, people, it was hard. It wasn't always easy. I mean, did I want my mom to pick me up from school like the other moms? Sure. You know, as a kid, I wanted that, but there's a lot of things in, in when you're small that you want that, that in the moment you don't realize the bigger picture. And I think, you know, my mom showed me what it meant um, to love something so much, to love, to have a life, to have, you know, her own goals and aspirations and passions and like follow those things. And so she instilled that in me um, growing up and now I'm instilling that in my kids, you know, and that's important to me too. It's like, I want to raise two very strong women who um, are going to do exactly what they want to do in this world and never think for one second that they can't, you know? And I think I see the difference with, from people raised like with, with moms who, um, maybe were at home or maybe just weren't unhappy, weren't happy, you know? And, and like, don't get me wrong. Like an at home mom, holy smokes. Like that has got to be the hardest job. I can't do, I'm going to tell you right now. I can't like, it's, I'll be home for a few days. And I'm like, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I'm so depleted. So like, whatever it is, if you're an at-home mom, just if you love it, if you, if you, if that's your dream and passion, that's what you instill in your kids, you know? So I think that's all I want to do is I just want to model for them what it means to do whatever it is that they love to do. Um, and I don't care what that is, as long as they're doing it with kindness, compassion and, and passion, then I'll be happy. Mm-hmm. That's so important. And I like what you said there, if that's what you want to do, because I think there's so many moms who are still doing things the way they think they should be doing it or the way a good mom should be doing it. And there's just so much self-sacrifice still in the motherhood space. It's just, you can do what makes you feel happy. And when your kids see you do that, they're going to grow up and be like, you know, think about your daughters. Like, you have this global brand with rompers, right? If you really like bring it down, how cool is that? Like what you've built, right? And if you like, my whole career is based on being a stepmom and just like talking about it online and coaching people. Like I never thought that was a job. You probably didn't think you were going to do this when you were teaching. And that's such a cool thing about raising kids right now, like with Google and everything, like you can learn whatever you need to learn online instantly. Like it's right there for you. 
And I just think it's so cool because there's this generation of, of moms who are like changing the conversations, raising these girls. It's like every, it's just getting started. Like it really is. I totally agree with you. And I think too, like reason I didn't think I'd be an entrepreneur in high school is because I didn't see that readily as, as available. Like I'm, I'm not millennial. They call us zennials where we're like, we weren't digitally native. Like we weren't, I mm. learned how to go on the internet. I think I was 16. So Same like here. we didn't grow up with that. Right. So we're different than the typical millennial because we didn't have that. Like, um, and so for me, I didn't know, I, I didn't know even the thought of business, even if you went to school for business seemed scary to me. Cause I was like, that's not a for sure thing. Like I'm not going to come out with a job. Like, and mm-hmm. now when I see, I remember I sat on a panel with, um, Tara, she was the founder of smart suites and she was like 23 or something. And I was like, she's talking. And I was like, damn, like you're so <laughs> smart and you're so ambitious and you're so like, you're going to take over the world. Like I remember thinking like, this is so cool because when I was 23, that is not an, a, a world I envisioned. It's just not, I was told all the time, get a job, get it, go to get a degree and get a job. You know, like it was never, and now with social media, I mean, women are being raised and they're like, oh, I could start a business. I could start a brand. I could, why not? I can build a website too. And I can like, this is what, these are the skills people have. And yeah. it's that hustle, like culture. It's like that, it's, it's cool. It's really cool to see. And I think it's an exciting time, like for, for women, you know, like, it's mm-hmm. like, I'm so, uh, inspired and motivated by this generation of women coming out being like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do my own thing. And I'm going to kick some ass. Like, it's pretty cool. Yeah. to see. So cool. Last yeah. question for you. What's it like working with your mom? Cause your mom's part of smash and tests. She is. Yeah. Um, it's cool because I like, to have this is the thing with my mom is she's still actually president president of a of a, a big company um and so she's not in my day to day but what i love about my mom is that like she's she sees me to mop up the tears like she's the one where i'm like okay this happened and that, you know and like she's like okay this this is and like she i i'm going to be honest like i'm in a very pivotal time of my leadership and so it's not just wrapping rompers anymore. You know, we've grown from like two people to like, we're going to have like 70 by the end of this year, um, team members. And I'm like, it's, it's, I'm leveling up. Like I got to level up. Like it's, it's, it's about like, how do I, as we hire a C-suite and an executive team and we grow, it's like, I have a mom who knows the business, but also knows what it's like to lead 200 people and to inspire that many people. And I'm so lucky that I get to pick up the phone and be like, mom, like this thing happened. This is my gut. Like trust your gut. That's, that's what I would do. You know, just having that, like, and that's the big, honestly, for me, the biggest, um, impact she makes is just like getting to mentor me like in that way and helping me do all like with all the support. So I can be a little braver. So I can, you know, make these decisions. Um, and she, I know full well that she trusts me and believes in me. And like, and so I'm, I'm almost like, she's almost like my coach, you know, and I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. lucky. Yeah. And yeah. she probably doesn't charge you. Coaches are expensive. No, no, it's great. <laughs> That's childcare. So, I mean, it's a win-win. Yeah. Your mom <laughs> is a badass and she is sweet to have around. I love it. All right. Yeah. To wrap it up, 
what's next for you? You know, you're just talking about you're leveling it up. You're, you know, you're, you guys are growing, but what, what can we expect from, from you in the next? Oh, world domination. That's what we're going after. Complete global expansion. I am serious about us being on a mission. And I'm like, as we continue to build this incredible team at Smash and Test, everyone is so frigging committed. We're like, we are going to be everywhere. And it's time. Like you look at these brands that have made global impact. What do they do really? Like what do those brands do? They're not giving back. They're not making you feel great. They're not. And I'm like, why can't we take over the world like that, but actually spread joy, like actually, um, and give back to our communities at the same time and produce responsibly and ethically. Why do we have to compromise all of those things? So global domination, one romper at a time. Mm-hmm. You don't, and you will. I cannot wait to see. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I just, even just talking to you, you, you should be very, very proud of yourself and everything that you've accomplished because five years, you said. Yeah. Yeah. Five years. Like think about this five years ago. Did you think you'd be here? No, no. And like, think about five years from now, like, and I hope people listening, I hope that inspires them to be like, you don't even know what could happen in five years with just a simple idea. No, exactly. It's just, it's a whole lot of tenacity. That's really the story. It's like finding that thing, narrowing in on it, and then just going through it, taking the steps, keep going day by day. Don't sit in the nose. Just think of the yeses, you know, like that's, that's really all it is to build anything. It's like keeping your mind in the right place and just action, lots of action. Yes. Yes. Well, you've definitely lit a fire underneath my ass. I'm feeling super motivated (laughs) after this. So where can everyone find you? Well, you can find us. Our handle is at smash test and that's on obviously the gram and then all of the other social media channels. And then myself is at a freeborn and I'm more about like, I don't know, pictures of my kids and ridiculous antics with my husband on stories. Um, so mm-hmm. you can follow us there. And then of course, smash test.ca if you're in Canada and smash test.com if you're in the U S or global. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know everyone's going to love this chat. Thanks so much, Jamie. So much fun. Okay, guys, if you like this podcast, please do me a little favor. Take a second and subscribe on iTunes and then screenshot this podcast. Give it a share in social media and tell your friends what you think. And hey, don't forget to tag me so that I can thank you for helping me spread the word. Thanks so much. And I will talk to you next week.